The blast from our past network. Hello and welcome to the Blast from Our Past podcast. We are the podcast that gives you full-on movie breakdowns, TV show reviews, and more. All from the things of our nostalgic past. I'm John. And I'm Adam. And Merry hey. Christmas, everyone! Oh, 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 oh. This is releasing on Christmas Day. And of course, we're going to do something Christmas related. We're going to be counting down our top 10 Christmas movies. Um, I think a point of contention, actually, for a lot of people is what constitutes a Christmas movie. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. A big, so, big contention. What defines a Christmas movie to you, Adam? It has to be set in Christmas. And I would say one of the defining characteristics when I think about the movie needs to be Christmas, that it's set in Christmas. And like there, it's it's obviously part of the film. Okay. So that's, that's how I do it. To me, it just has to take place at Christmas. And okay. Christmas has to be acknowledged. Okay, sure. Um, because there are a lot of movies... And one in particular that I think is probably the most contentious uh, mm-hmm. Christmas movie. And I'll give my reasons as to why I think it qualifies as a Christmas movie when we get there. Gotcha. You know, the, uh, or I should say what the arguments against it are mm-hmm. and why I think those arguments against it are invalid. Okay. Um, but to me, pretty much any movie that takes place during Christmas is going to be a Christmas. And it has to acknowledge that it's Christmas, obviously. Yeah, of course. So that the, the audience knows. I really don't have too much to kind of lead into this. Yeah, I mean, there's Christmas movies now. I'd say maybe not. Yeah, they probably exploded, particularly because of like Lifetime and Hallmark movies. I feel like there is a whole genre of these massive like, you know, cookie cutter, uh, you know, woman from the big town goes to visit family in this in the in the country and finds herself a nice man. You know, kind of thing. <laughs> These types of films are are there's it, it, everywhere right now. Um, so mm-hmm. we we did our block off that we kind of have been doing now for a while. 2005 is our cutoff date of if it was made before that it counts for us. If it's after that, it's not nostalgic enough. Um, yeah. So there are quite a bit of. Christmas movies afterwards, but I think there's still a good, there's quite, there's a, there's a, there's a big pool to choose from. I'm really interested to, to see what made your list and yes. where too, as well. Me too. Me too for you. So, uh, I don't know. I'm ready to count in unless you got something else you want to add. No, well, I'll say with a lot of these, um, like these movie kind of lists, the thing is you and I have seen a lot of the same movies. Mm -hmm. And so I do think we do have a good bit of similarities. Typically, I was trying to find uh, somebody to join us and maybe get a female perspective um, on this because I just think, you know, we would have a lot of the similar stuff. I couldn't find one in time, um, but maybe I'll need to find like some, you know, get get a little uh, list of people who are like, you know, good go to for like, you know, if I need to jump in for stuff like this. Um, But it does make me very curious. Like I want to see if you guys have your own lists. Please throw them up on our uh, Facebook or our Instagram. Like, I want to see what your favorite list of top ten Christmas movies is. Well, let's uh, let's jump in. I'll uh, I'll start with my number ten, and I did something in this list that I don't normally do, and has, has kind of goes against our rules a little bit. I counted TV movies. Uh, okay. You on know what? my list, I guess I did two without thinking of it. Okay. Yeah. So my number ten is a TV movie, 
made for TV movie, I guess. Mm-hmm. And it is one of the first ones we talked about in our first Christmas one. My number 10 is Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Uh, that was an honorable mention for me. So it is, I think we've we've talked about, we, when we get back to look at it, I don't know that it, it holds up mm-hmm. at all. Um, but man, am I just nostalgic for That's it still exa- when it comes up? That's exactly the case. Yeah, when we watched it, we're like, wow, this isn't that good. And honestly, it's way too long. You need to cut some of this stuff out. Um, mm-hmm. It needs to be like a tight 45, and it's like an hour 20 or something. Right. But even having that discussion and watching it still hasn't erased the nostalgia factor for that film. You're right, because yeah. it's, it's something that you watch every year as a kid, and you just love the story. And, uh, you know, I still remember the songs so much so that um, I am, by the time this comes out, this will have already happened, but uh, I have to do a little uh, winter concert with some mm-hmm. of my elementary school students. Um, I'm just using kindergarten, first, and second. And second grade is going to be singing Silver and Gold. Oh, there you go. Silver and Gold. Dun, yep. dun, dun, dun. Nice. Yule, so, is that Yule Brenner? No, that's not right. No. That's, that's Burl Ives. Uh, uh, Burl Ives, <laughs> Burl Ives. Yes. <laughs> Yule Brenner was uh, kind of a Western yeah, exactly. actor. I had the Yule Tide. The King and I. It was the Yule yeah. Tide thing, John, that got right. me. <laughs> uh, all right. What is your number 10? So I'm not sure what you're going to think of my number 10. You're, other, you're either going to be like, wow, I can't believe that movie is all the way down at number 10 and it's not higher on your list. Or you're going to be thinking, how the fuck did that movie make your list at all? Because <laughs> it's not known for being a good movie. But you know I have love for this actor. And it's Arnold Schwarzenegger, baby! My number 10 is Jingle All the Way. I'm definitely in the realm of how did that make your list? (laughs) I mean, it made my list. It came out in 1996, partly because of Arnold, of course. Right. I love me some Arnold. You know, he plays the dad. He's also kind of has the Turbo Man suit on at one point. But it's got silly dumb comedy you got him and Sinbad are these two kind of competing (laughs) fathers trying to get this toy and all this kind of madness that ensues yeah it's not a great movie of course not (laughs) but it's a dumb fun literally just unhook your brain a little bit (laughs) just Mm -hmm. pop pop out that little cord and just be like you know what I'm gonna watch a dumb Christmas movie and I'm gonna enjoy it and I think Jingle on the Way fits in that realm really well so full disclosure I've never seen it. Oh man, I think you're missing out. I mean, I, uh, you, I'm pretty <laughs> sure. I'm pretty sure I saw the ads for it, and I'm like, well, I'm definitely not going to see that. Okay, all right. And I never did. Uh, all right, number nine. Uh, this is one that falls in the right time frame as to where it went out uh, when it was released, but I only recently saw it, and by recently, I mean within the last ten years. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know why. We never really watched a lot of these movies, but we just didn't. But this one, I think, so far has been the best one that I've seen. My number nine is a Muppet Christmas Carol. I don't even. I don't think I've ever seen it. So it's it's clear it's the Christmas Carol story, the mm-hmm. Dickens story, um, with um, Michael Michael Caine. Michael Caine. Uh, he is Scrooge, and I tell you what sells the movie is how seriously Michael Caine plays Scrooge. Oh. He does not play it like he's playing against Muppets. He plays it as if he is playing it with serious actors doing a serious job, Hmm. and that helps sell everything else around it. 
all the silliness that the Muppets do. You know, it, it just it works against the backdrop. And so I think uh, I think because of that, it's become uh, one of my, you know, obviously top 10 okay. favorite Christmas movies. OK, cool. Very cool. I mean, uh, you when we talked the Muppets, um, definitely realized you have a much bigger nostalgia for the Muppets than I do. Yes. I just don't care about them. Um, so <laughs> I but I am glad because there is, as you said, we didn't watch the movies growing up. And so oh. you could now go back and watch those and I'm sure find a bunch of joy in them um, that I will never have. So because I just don't care. <laughs> OK, fair enough. Yeah. Uh, all right. What was your number nine? Uh, my number nine was at number five on my list Ooh. until we watched it. <laughs> and I realized it's not as good as I remember. It's not bad, but not as good as I remember. And the only reason I didn't put the sequel in is because I can't remember if the sequel was set in Christmas or not. I can't remember either. But the first one was. And so my number nine is Gremlins. <laughs> Higher on my list. Okay. <laughs> higher on my list. It literally, I had it higher, and then after I watched it, I was like, oh, I got to drop this a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, so my number eight is uh, not inherently known as a Christmas movie, but it does take place during the, during that time of the year. Sure. And like Gremlins, adds a little bit of that kind of spooky, almost horror aspect uh, to the holiday uh, my number nine or number eight is Edward Scissorhands. Okay, I had looked through some lists and people put Edward Scissorhands on their lists, mm-hmm. um, and it just it didn't meet my criteria uh, okay. because when I think of that movie, I don't think that Christmas is a substantial enough part of it to be to be considering it because it, it the movie goes over a span of time and Christmas know, happens but- to be one of them. I know, but to me, the peak of it happens okay. around Christmas. Okay. Like when he's doing the, the, the ice sculpture yeah, the, and stuff yeah, like sure. that. I mean, a lot of people agree with you because I saw other lists and, and they a lot of people had them had that up there. So. Right. And I mean, it's a great movie. As a film, wonderful film. You know, we, we broke it down with those. Was that with Blaheen? Yes. Who, yeah. Yeah. It had a really good time doing that. Um, very interesting film. Very, you know, very... Tim Burton film. Um, so I, I, as a movie, absolutely like it. So, yeah. Okay, cool. All right. Well then what is your number eight? Uh, my number eight. I don't know if you watched this. Um, you might have, it came out in 1994 and it starred Tim, the tool man, Taylor, uh, Tim Allen as the Santa Claus. Not on my list. Okay. I think this is a particularly cute and I would say almost unique and inventive film um, mm-hmm. because what happens is the uh, the Santa, the main Santa ends up, I think he falls off of uh, Tim Allen, the character, I can't remember, Tim Allen's character's roof and dies. <laughs> and there is a Santa clause as in a, you know, think like a, right. a, a contract where there has to be a Santa and the person, you know, who uh, killed him or whatever has to become the new Santa. And so, you know, he doesn't believe it as BS. And then come Christmas time, he starts getting fat and yada, yada, yada. He becomes Santa and he has to do the whole thing. But also there's also, I think, like a child custody issue in there that he has to deal with. Or at least like he's having mm-hmm. a strained relationship with his son and because he doesn't have time to be with him. And now he's got to, you know, he's got to fix that relationship on top of making joy to all the boys and girls across. 
they're actually making another sequel. They did a second one, maybe even a third one, but there is the Santa Clauses coming out this year, if it's not already. Um, yeah. I have no interest in that because I did watch the second one, didn't love it, but the first one I thought was a genuinely cute film, a cute premise. Tim Allen was solid in the 90s. I mean, you know, him mm-hmm. improvement was great. And so that first movie does have nostalgic value for me, and I, I think it was great. I think it's a really enjoyable movie. I've 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 always known obviously known about the movies. I've knew about the plot and maybe at one point I did watch that movie and I just mm-hmm. can't remember. Um but I've had no nostalgic tie mm-hmm. for that film whatsoever. So Okay. It's yeah. uh that's uh you know, it's your your problem, okay? I know. <laughs> Something you're going to have to live with. <laughs> and I will sleep like a baby. <laughs> Uh, all right. So, uh, if my number eight didn't make your criteria, I would bet maybe my number seven didn't make your criteria either. Okay. Honestly, I realized how few actual Christmas movies I'd watched, um, when I was putting this list together. Cause I'm like, like some of the big ones, I don't think I've ever seen miracle on 34th street. I haven't really watched like any, like the Santa Claus. Okay. Like there's a bunch of movies that I hadn't watched just cause they didn't look interesting to me. Um, but this one did classify. So I just I put it based on how good of a movie I thought I thought it was and and it's nostalgia. It's also a Tim Burton film. It's Batman Returns. I am not surprised this made your list at all. And correct, it did not make it based on um, my qualifying factors. Okay, I have a lot of nostalgia for this film. Although I have a feeling that if I went back to watch it, yeah, I probably wouldn't like it as much as I thought I did. Uh-huh. There was a time Love- where you said you said you liked it better than the first one, right? Uh, I don't know that I've ever okay. said that. I, I, if I did, then I was an idiot. Um, <laughs> that first one's really would, good. That first one's really, really good, and I, I think that one's always been my favorite. I mean, I loved you know Michelle Pfeiffer as as Catwoman. Yeah. Uh, Danny DeVito as the Penguin was uh, appropriately creepy. Yes. Um, him, him eating that fish is still just yeah. like a oh man, what the fuck. But I do remember like not caring as much about the plot. Okay. In that movie, I thought the characters were fun. Yeah, but I didn't think I remember. I don't think the plot was as good. Whereas with the first one, I was all in. Mm-hmm. But it uh, qualified to be on my list, and I, I think uh, I think I liked Batman Returns just a little bit better actually than Edward Scissorhands. So okay, decided to put it at my number seven. All right, sir, yours. Oh yeah, my number seven. I th- quite certain is higher on your list um, because I believe I've when I've watched it, I've watched it mostly like with you when I was younger. Um, and also, when we talked about it on Ready to Retro, we talked about it together. Scrooged is my number seven. Higher on my list. Yeah. All right. My number six is, I don't think this is going to be on your list either, um, but I've seen this movie several times. It is another, I believe, made-for-TV movie. Um, and I also probably have more of a fondness for these characters than you do, at least that I can think of. And it's definitely one that on occasion I will show to like my students. Like if I have anyone on the last day of school before winter break, nothing ever gets done on those days. <laughs> so I'll often throw on uh, a movie and sometimes it'll be this one. And I'm talking a Charlie Brown Christmas. I don't care about Charlie Brown. I don't care I about Snoopy. Don't. I don't care about any of those fucking characters. I don't care about the goddamn Macy's Day Parade and the stupid <laughs> floats. I think Charlie Brown is overrated. Um, but I also... I spent a lot of time growing up reading the actual comic strip. Okay, sure. Um, I read a lot of comic strips uh, when I was younger. I loved them. I thought they were funny because they were the funnies. <laughs> um, and so I I got my 
nostalgia for Charlie Brown from reading the comic strips, and then I would see the you know the 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 Great Pumpkin, the Halloween one, or the Charlie Brown Christmas. So I've I've always loved these characters because I've I read them for such a long time. Okay, fair, and I think a lot of people adore Charlie Brown Christmas, adore Charlie Brown, and all that stuff in general. I mm-hmm. accept that I'm in the minority of that. I understand it's got that little sad tree and all that kind of stuff. I know that's right. a thing with it. Um, it's just you know it's just not my nostalgia for some reason. I never gravitated toward it, but I know I understand it. it's going to make a lot of people's list. Yeah. Uh, and they had a, another movie that came out a little while ago, I don't know, five, six years ago. I took my kids to see it. It was cute. It was okay. a, it was a fun, cute movie. They loved it, actually. I think they've, they've watched it a few times since. Okay. Um, so I'm, I'm glad to see that Charlie Brown, and yes, it's Snoopy. Well, Snoopy became a mascot for MetLife, and so then we saw him in commercials all the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and, for, you know, he, he's kind of like, I never, I don't think he was ever intended to be like a main character. He's kind of like Steve Urkel. Was never intended to become a main character, but people just loved him, so he they just he kind of became the face yeah. of Charlie Brown, which is weird because literally the name is Charlie Brown. Mm-hmm. Actually, it's Peanuts, as we know, but um, Charlie Brown is typically the main character. Um, but I I still love him. I still I'm sure. still nostalgic for him. Okay. All right. What's your number six? Uh, my number six I think could be on your list because uh, it's been around longer than either of us, and we both enjoyed it. It might have been a TV movie. Um, I don't even remember how long it is, but it's fantastic. It's the 1966 cartoon, How the Grinch Stole Christmas. It was an honorable mention. Okay. You know, I mean, there is a, a lot to be said. A lot a lot of people, I would say a few years younger than me, they have a real big tie for the, was it 2000 or 2001 Jim Carrey, How the Grinch right. Stole Christmas. I do not care for that movie. I yeah. don't, I've seen it. Hell, we just did a outdoor screening of it. Um... Friday, uh, like two days ago, um, that we're putting it on at our outdoor like ice skating rink, and so I was in charge of, you know, making sure that we had the movie going and all this kind of stuff, mm-hmm. audio visual side of it. And I had seen it before, and just watching it like again recently, it's just like this is not my style. Like I like Jim Carrey enough, but this right. is like extra wacky Jim Carrey. I like, you know, I like Dumb and Dumber Jim Carrey. This was like farcical like slapsticky you know whoa i'm bouncing off stuff i just don't find it funny they added a whole bunch of filler of this backstory about you know how he was bullied and all this shit he was from whoville to why he hated christmas i don't need that he's the grinch he fucking hates christmas that's i don't need any more of his backstory i don't need they added in a fucking like love story thing aspect to it (laughs) where one of these other who's like well you know that he loves um ends up you know, wanting to be with him by the end. That's stupid. He's the fucking Grinch. He just, Dr. Seuss wrote him to just hate Christmas and he just fucking hates Christmas. And the animated part does it so well. You get Boris Karloff, you get Thurl Ravenscoft, gorgeous, awesome, deep voices with those guys. It's Mm -hmm. great. The songs are awesome. It's classic animation. I really do like that. Um, that 1966 version. I, I will say, so what I did have, uh, Grinch, How the Grinch Stole Christmas as actually my only honorable mention, um, but I and I meant the cartoon. I yeah. I've also I've seen the live action. Right, wasn't for me. Yeah. Um. I I much prefer. I do. I like you. I do enjoy the songs. Yeah. Oh yeah. Stuff. That man does deep voices. It just <laughs> it resonates really well. It's weird. Mm-hmm. You just yes. you just love it. Uh. All right. Uh. Number five. My number five was one that uh was you said pushed lower on your list. 
And that was Gremlins. That's funny. I started it at number five, and I was just like, this fits really well here. I was like, this is going to be the spot for it. And then after I saw it, it just kind of like, you know, I started to compare it. It's like, nah, yeah. I think that's better. I think that's better. I mean, it's still not a bad movie. No, and I think the only reason I kept it up at number five is I still immediately think of Christmas mm-hmm. when I think of Gremlins. Because I think sure. I, I think of that uh, you know, Do You Hear What I Hear song. Yeah. The uh, the opening Christmas uh, song that's playing like it just it immediately brings me to Christmas even though it's you know basically a comedic horror film yeah I mean, un- uh, undeniably a Christmas film though especially when you watch it you're just like oh yeah there's there's tons of Christmas elements to it I mean it is set like that's a big aspect of the of the movie he's buying right. the Mogwai because he's getting a present for his son like right. for Christmas so. So, yeah, um, if you really want to know what I thought about Gremlins, really just go back and listen to last week's episode. Yeah. I'm not going to say too much. We've kind of, we've set our piece on that one. Yep. Yep. So, all right. Uh, My number five, I, I mean, this movie is really good, but I don't think, I don't think you've seen it. And for some reason, I feel like I remember you actively have said you'll never watch it or you have some kind of disdain for this movie, or maybe I'm um, misconstruing it with something else. Is it about... Halloween? Is it about Christmas? Who knows? It's really fucking good either way, but I'm almost dead. It's more about Christmas than it is Halloween, even though it stars Halloween-y characters. It's The Nightmare Before Christmas. Uh, didn't make my list. I've never actually seen that movie all the way through. Okay, then do you do you dislike it, or is that just something I put into my own head? Uh, I, I don't think that I dislike it. I'm just kind of apathetic towards it. Okay, all right. I, the anim- What I have seen of it, nothing of it grabbed me to oh. want to see more. See, the, the the animation, the stop motion is very impressive to me. I really like that aspect about it. The voice acting is phenomenal. The songs are really good. Um, the, the whole vibe that the director and Tim Burton, obviously, who produced it, um, mm. which I screwed that up in a, a throwback <laughs> trivia thing a while back. Um, I, I like the vibe. I like the style. The very Tim Burton, you know, aesthetic works really well. Uh, and I yeah, I love the voices. So um, for me, it's just a, it's a wonderful, wonderful Christmas movie. Okay. I understand why people love it. And I also am very impressed um uh with stop animation uh movies, especially when they sure. get it really well and yeah. you know, put a lot of time into it because God knows that takes forever <laughs> yep. to do and to do well. Forever. <laughs> That's it. Uh all right, what are we? We're on number 4. Number 4. Uh number 4 um uh, I could see it being anywhere in your top 4. Well, maybe in your top not top four, but other than maybe what my I don't see this one as your number one. I don't mm-hmm. think, but it could be up there. Uh, my number four is Home Alone. My number four is Home Alone. All right. Well, that worked out then. I mean, we watched this one um, two years ago, or maybe three years ago now. I think I can't so. remember. Um, and you know what? The movie holds up. It like, does. It <laughs> absolutely does. The everything really works out. the The score is a John Williams score. I mean, shit, mm-hmm. that works great. Joe Pesci and uh, Daniel Stern are phenomenal, like comical back bad guys. Um, you know, you get. I completely forgot about John Candy being in it, but I, I like his character. Catherine O'Hara yeah. is great in it. Um, yeah, and the movie is just really well done. Yeah, and and uh, you enjoy like not only do you enjoy the main characters and kind of the secondary characters with. Kind of Catherine O'Hara, and mm-hmm. um, I would consider I would consider the the Wet Bandits kind of primary characters because it's really yeah. the struggles between the two of them. Sure, but but even like the tertiary characters, the cousins, yeah, the the old man, yeah. like 
all of there's all of these extra characters. Just it's written so well, um, and just it's it's fun. You you root for everything that's going on. So, I, I still still holds up as a great film. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. I mean, not a surprise that it is in our top four for both yeah. of us. It's, it is that good. Uh, all right. Well, I guess we're moving on to number three, and I. I don't know. I'm thinking maybe I put this one a little too high. This one probably needed to go below Home Alone, um, but I'm still nostalgic for it. My number three is Scrooged. And I, I remember you really enjoying this one. Um, it, it was always a little bit more of your movie than my movie. Right. But it's always been a fun one. Bill Murray is awesome in it. Yeah. I mean, Murray just goes ham. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I'm, I, I wonder often... Uh, not often, but I wonder how much of uh, what he was doing was just improv off the top of his head. And honestly. I was wondering just how much cocaine he was doing uh, <laughs> as well. <laughs> Lots of it. And a valid question, sir. <laughs> valid question. Uh, but, I mean, it's it's the Christmas Carol uh, story set in, in what was then modern times in um, late 80s? Uh, came out in right? yeah, 88. 88, okay. So... You know, it always makes me think uh, think Christmas. Uh, creep me out when uh, you see the mm-hmm. Ghost of Christmas uh, future. Yeah. You know, he opens up the coat and you see like the w- weird gremlin looking things yes. almost yeah. uh, inside there. Um, the I remember, I think I mentioned this when we talked about it uh, on Ready to Retro anyway. I don't yeah. think we've talked about it on here, have we? No, we've not. I mean, you know, I, maybe we'll eventually, but everybody go listen to Ready to Retro. I mean, John yeah. and I basically do a whole... You know, not a scene by scene breakdown, but we talk about it in depth with yeah. them. Uh, the the scene with the the frozen homeless guy yeah. that creeped me out when I was a kid, and uh-huh. it's still kind of creepy too. Yeah. So, and just just one that definitely brings me back to Christmas. Yeah, and it's got great comedy aspects. You love all of the different ghosts um, for different reasons. I mean, it's fun. Yeah, really, yeah. really good movie. Uh, all right, what's your number three? Uh, my number three uh, is a bit more recent. Came out in two thousand and three. And it is, I think, the only, like, rom-com of my group, but it is a damn good movie. It's Love Actually. Higher my list. Okay. All right. Uh, all right. Uh, so my number two, I'm uh, I'm expecting to hear the words higher on my list, so I'm just going to say it. My number two is Die Hard. Higher on my list. <laughs> yep. That's what I thought. All right. What's well, your number two? Uh, my number two is, no surprise, when we talked this movie, you were kicking and screaming to have to talk this movie with me <laughs> and i know it's i was not going to be anywhere near your list but damn it john it's so good that they made a sequel this many years later uh which i do need to still watch and i will it's on hbo max mm-hmm. but it's uh it's a christmas story of course yeah, not, not on my list uh, you are you're not a fan you do not like it but no. my god i think this is just a wonderful fun nostalgic christmas movie for me um, I will absolutely be watching the sequel. It's just, I mean, there's so many fun moments. The shoot your eye out kid, the the licking on the pole. Hell, how many different pop culture references to licking a frozen pole have come <laughs> after this film? Yes, and 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 I, I appreciate the the pop culture references. Yeah. I just don't appreciate the film. The 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 fucking the major award of the leg lamp. I love that. That's hilarious. <laughs> I had a little mini leg lamp for many years. Um, yeah, it's a great movie. Go back. I highly recommend. Go listen to our breakdown of that one if you want to hear John suffer and me be in <laughs> gleeful joy for, for that hour and a half. So, yeah, Christmas Story is wonderful. Okay. 
<laughs> uh, all right. Well, our number ones have been spoiled, but honestly, yeah. I kind of knew it was going to come down probably something close to this. Yeah. At, in the end, I'm a romantic at heart. Okay. And honestly, this movie surprised me because I think I went to go see it kicking and screaming, mm-hmm. and it became one of my favorites and one yeah. that I've watched so many times over and over again. It's actually been a while since I've watched the whole movie, um, but I remember um, I had the DVD and in college and and such I would watch it a lot um, after my wife and I started living together we watched it a lot and uh, it's not only is it a romantic comedy it's really heavy on the comedy um, and well, a lot of heart also in the yes, in the film but I want to throw out this is the, the one of those movies that makes you feel everything because there is some sadness and drama you talk about the Alan Rickman and Emma Thompson marriage and yeah. you know that thing is falling apart by the end and it's right. just like it's just like that is is heartbreaking, but yeah. then you get the joy of that kid, adorable little drumming kid, and you know he's going for for his little girlfriend, and then you yeah. get the uh, um, you know the romance of uh, Andrew um, Lincoln, you know who's right. in love with his best friend's girl. Um, I mean, between Keira Knightley, it was that uh, um, I can't was that one actor? Uh, Chewie, well, the, uh, Andrew Lincoln. Yeah, Chewie, yeah, All three of them, like I mean, one the cast. Jesus right. Christ, the cast in this movie. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's amazing. And even like even some of the dumb side storylines that don't seem like they would really fit. I do like how everything intertwines eventually yeah. in the end. Um the uh the Martin Freeman storyline yeah. of, of being a, a porn stand in almost. <laughs> porn st- exactly. That's and then wild. The kooky storyline with the with the Colin who wants to go to America to meet American women mm-hmm. is it borders on annoying but it's still funny enough that it doesn't yeah. bother me. And yeah. the you know all of the girls that show up in the end of that, those are all f- famous actresses. Yep. If they weren't yep. at the time, they are now. Or yes. at least they they all had kind of their their moments. Um, the my favorite one, the old aging rocker, Bill Nye. Oh yes, I didn't even mention Bill Nye. I mean, yeah. what his story? I mean, that that the, became a legit song, like a legit hit, like oh, for Christmas did. songs. It absolutely did, um, and this uh, Laura Linney's story, um, yeah. th- which is kind of heartbreaking too. But yeah. yeah, you're getting everything. You're getting happy, funny, sad, um, a little angry. I would say with the with um, Alan Rickman's story. Alan, yeah, exactly. So it it's really it's one of those movies that has everything, and you can classify it as a rom com. But to me, it's always just uh, a classic Christmas movie. Yeah. Yep. Very very good Christmas movie, but also a really good <laughs> Christmas movie. <laughs> Is Die Hard, which is obviously a Christmas movie. Yes, it is. Now, where I don't feel Batman, and um, I also saw another people's list, Lethal Weapon and Trading Places, because there is Christmas at one point in those movies as well. For me, Die Hard, Christmas is almost essential. You know, it's people who say that Die Hard's not a Christmas movie have not seen Die Hard. He is he's literally going across the country to be with his family for Christmas. She's at a Christmas party. He writes ho 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 on the dead German's sweater. Right. It ends with a fucking Christmas song as snow comes down. Well, not snow, but like ash comes down in L.A. <laughs> but like it, it, Christmas is a very important part of that. You know, being around family for Christmas is that yeah. is the big catalyst of this marriage that has fallen apart or that is on the rocks. Um, that it's a, it's a massive aspect to the movie. So I don't, I think it's ridiculous. People don't consider it a Christmas film. 
Yeah, and anyone who says that uh, you could take Christmas out of the equation, equation and get the movie, you could do that with a lot of movies. You could do that with Home Alone. Yeah, They're, absolutely. They could be the family going off on spring break. It doesn't have to be Christmas. Yeah. Um, uh, even Love Actually doesn't necessarily absolutely. have to have taken place on Christmas. Yeah. So there is a lot, uh, you know, a lot of that. You know, Gremlins didn't have to take place yeah. on Christmas. You're right. But those are absolutely Christmas movies. And yes, Christmas is a big part of Die Hard, and it is why it makes it a great Christmas movie. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Um, have we talked about Die Hard before? I can't remember. I think we, I think think we, we did. I think, I think we, we did. did. So go back and listen to that one too. <laughs> <laughs> we. It's. It, I will say it's. It's a. It's a nice problem to have when we've had enough episodes where I'm like, did we do this one? I can't remember. Yeah, we have. I mean, we're closing in. Oops, we are. Uh, we're closing in on. Well, we still got like another year to go before we uh, dive into our um, three hundred. Uh, three hundred, but you know, we we will be there. We will be there sooner yeah. than we know. I mean, I don't know that I ever thought we'd get even this far. Yeah, uh, I, absolutely. And yes, Die Hard. I was literally trying to expand this so I could do my search. <laughs> Die Hard was episode 148. We did it with a Star Wars holiday special as oh, a Christmas right. tie in. Yep. Yes. Uh, which that does not hold up and obviously did not make either of our lists. Holy shit. No. <laughs> that was awful. Um, I will throw out. I had uh, Rudolph as, a, as a one of mine. And I also had I had Miracle on 34th Street. Mm-hmm. The newer version the 90s version with the girl who played matilda that was a cute very cute movie there are two movies that i want to throw out here that almost make everybody's lists and i think they're just not that great of movies one is christmas vacation i just don't care i don't like the chevy chase vacation films i don't like them at all i don't like any of the vacation movies exactly i know people love the shitters full (laughs) okay randy quaid dumb crazy uh, whatever um i just don't care about those movies and then the other one that you and i didn't mention at all and there is no part of it well we actually we talked about this in gremlins because it shows up now we will talk about our thoughts on it's a wonderful life this movie is boring as fuck it is it's absolutely boring and the reason i've I've heard this as an explanation the reason it's become such a uh kind of tie-in christmas movie is because it did so bad when it came out that it became really cheap to show on television, uh. and so when Christmas came around and TV show or TV you know channels needed movies or something to fill the space, yeah. uh, 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 well, oh my god, why did I just blank on the name? It's a Wonderful Life. It's a Wonderful Life just was easy enough to put on, and so they just had it on all the time. Yeah. So that you know, I honestly, I probably feel it's probably the same thing that with Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer that oh, was just I, shown every year. I, it, and I'm, I'm sh- sorry. Go, uh, you know, critically, probably not the greatest one ever, but it's it's nostalgic because it was always on. Yeah, I mean that is 100 percent why I love a Christmas story because for how many decades was it on for 24 hours on Christmas and right. I could always watch it. So. Yeah. Uh, overall, not at all surprised. I think at either yeah. list, um, but you know it's always good to go back and 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 uh, look at all these things. And uh, I will end with uh, from everyone. <laughs> I'm going to do this uh, from everyone here at the Blast from Our Past <laughs> Network. Have a merry Christmas. Please join us next time as we're joined by our sister to break down the 1989 film All Dogs Go to Heaven discuss the children's TV show Zoobly Zoo, 
and Adam and I recast the movie Blues Brothers using actors of today. If you have any questions or comments, you can reach us at blastfromourpast at gmail.com. And if you want to suggest a movie or TV show from your childhood or to be a guest on the podcast, go over to patreon.com backslash blastpastcast and pick a tier that works for you. To find us on social media, search for at blastpastcast. So until next time, I'm John. And I'm Adam. And thanks for joining us. See you next time. I'm John, and I'm the host of Action Action. Every week, I'm joined by James. hey And Dustin. Hello. And each week, we review, debate, and rank a different action movie. We're creating the ultimate list of action movies. From awful to awesome. So if you want to hear three more white guys with beards talk about action movies. And argue about where they belong on our list. And decide you hate us because we've made fun of your favorite movie. Join us every Tuesday, and you can find us on your favorite podcatcher. And Steven Seagal is a joke.